Two of the three teams that were courting Odell Beckham Jr. have signed receivers. What their impact could be, are they still interested in Odell Beckham Jr.? Plus, is it Baker time? Is he going to revitalize his career in Los Angeles in our Week 15 Power Rankings on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL? You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi again, everyone, and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. I'm your host, James Erpine. Tony Wiggins out this week. Dealing with some health stuff, but uh, it's going to be okay. Tony will be back next week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow button wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you, as always, for making us your first listen here on Locked On NFL. We're stacked. We're packed. We are loaded on today's show. And today's show brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. And the game for Odell Beckham Jr., at least for the 2022 season, has not started yet. And he's talked about this on various platforms. I think he was on uh, LeBron James's barbershop shows where he said it last week, where he thinks he needs a month. He wants to get into the system, uh, a system with the team, practice, get used to it, take the field in the postseason. And... I think that cost Odell Beckham Jr. a job, maybe multiple jobs. And maybe it's not that. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's something in between. All I know is the Bills, well, they've signed a familiar face. The Cowboys, they signed someone. And the overarching theme behind Cole Beasley going back to the Bills, coming out of retirement, which there's a Tom Brady tie into this as well, and T.Y. Hilton signing with the Cowboys for a really solid contract, over a million dollars that he's going to get plenty of guaranteed money. I think it was $400,000 guaranteed money or something like that. Come out of retirement um, for Cole Beasley. T.Y. Hilton, honestly, I'll be quite frank with you. I thought there was a really good shot he was retired. And instead he comes out. And and we're going to get to those guys and their potential impact in a second. But the fact that the Bills and the Cowboys, both of which hosted Odell Beckham Jr. for visits last week, go elsewhere. And with Beasley, it's a practice squad spot. But it shows that they want something to help now, that they don't think that Odell Beckham Jr. is ready. And so for those fan bases hoping to land OBJ, whether it's the physical stuff, then the medicals just not coming back, whether they were like, ah, he didn't work out for us, and you question it. T.Y. Hilton worked out for the Cowboys. And so... I I will say this. There's a couple of things here. There's a dilemma for Odell Beckham Jr. Because what he wants is he wants to go to a team, get a multi-year deal, and not play for the rest of the regular season. Well, if you're not healthy enough to play, it's hard to ask for a multi-year deal. And if you are healthy enough to play, you have to be willing to play before the postseason. And it's hard to do both. And I get it. You're coming off of a very serious injury that you suffered in Super Bowl 56. I was there. I watched it. You were great. You are playing great. You had the touchdown where you – had Mike Hilton draped all over you and you make the catch and you're great in the red zone last year for the Rams. And I think you can be a difference maker on a playoff team, but you got to get there first. And these teams are probably looking at this 
in saying there are too many unknowns with Odell Beckham Jr. Why should that ring, you know, alarm bells and sound the alarm for you? Alarm bells. That sound the alarm for you if you're wanting Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, say it out loud. T.Y. Hilton. Not 23-year-old T.Y. Hilton. Not fresh off of a 1,000-yard season T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, the 33-year-old, and yes, he is 33 years old as of November 14th. The T.Y. Hilton that, yeah, he did average 14 yards per catch last season, 331 yards, which were, let's look, the lowest in his career. That T.Y. Hilton, yes, he was willing to work out, but the Cowboys said, oh, well, there's less risk here. We could give him a little bit of guaranteed money. We, we, we can fatten his pockets a little bit. We watched him work out. We think he can help us now. And by the way, he might be able to help a team now. Speed is something that you cannot really make up for if you don't have it. And in a reserve role, stretch the field. You don't have to be the one. You don't have to be the two. You don't even have to be the three. You can be a reserve, much like Deshaun Jackson has been in recent years where he just kind of comes in, comes out. You can be, you know, there might be a T.Y. Hilton game where he has one game for the Cowboys. If he has one big game down the stretch, helps the Cowboys in the postseason, it's worth it. And the same thing goes for Cole Beasley. Now, of these two guys, which one would I rather have? Depends on what you're looking for. If you want that possession-type receiver, Cole Beasley, 693 yards, but only 8.5 yards per catch last year. That was over three yards less than the year prior when he had that career year over 960 yards in 2020. So he's probably not going to be the same player. And it does seem weird. Kind of took a shot at Brady on the way out, said you know, he's retiring, wants to be with his family and everything that had gone on with Brady off the field and you know all of the, the rumors about how his ex-wife now, Giselle Bunch, wanted him to retire and spend time with his family and he wants to continue to play football and balance those things. Beasley seemed to take a shot at Brady out the door. And now he comes out of retirement, which was earlier this year, a member of the Bucks retires. Now he's joining the Bills. That's weird. Of these two, I would take T.Y. Hilton. But my major point has nothing to do with those guys. In fact, it has more to do with Odell Beckham Jr., his health, where he's at. Is he going to help a team this year? Maybe he does. Maybe he goes on and helps the team and is a difference maker. I could see it. But I could also see the scenario where he's like, you know what? Let me take a step back. Let me just not even play this year. Let me just not play this year. I'll be able to work out for teams this offseason. I'll be able to put out workout videos of, of me running routes and, and be fully explosive and all those things. He has a ring. And so if he wants that long-term deal, maybe that's the route you go. Instead of rushing back, say, you know what? I'm not ready. I'm going to be ready in March. I'll work out for you. Uh, you know, you, you, heck, you could... Send your, your workout tape to every all 32 teams and go that route. I think that there's a very real scenario. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think there's a real scenario where Odell Beckham Jr. does not play football this season and rallies and decides to you know batten down the hatches and, and focus on 2023, which might not be the, the worst decision in the world when it comes to his long-term health. We'll see what he does. Um, we'll see what Tubai Hilton in Cole Beasley do as well, because both guys established in this league. Hilton certainly has had the better career, but both guys have been productive, and we'll see if they could still produce at all for not just playoff contenders, but two teams that are hoping to contend for Super Bowl 57. Up next, 
the defending Super Bowl champions, well, they're not going to contend for Super Bowl 57. They're not going to defend their throne. But they got a lot more interesting last week. And it is time to talk about them a little bit. We also have power rankings ahead as well. We are just getting started on Locked on NFL. But first, I have to tell you, today's show brought to you by LinkedIn. And LinkedIn Jobs is awesome. Not only can you post your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs, but small business owners rate LinkedIn number one delivering quality hires versus leading competitors Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager. I know that. I understand that. You're going to be 100% certain you're getting the right candidates for that job. So simple questions like screening questions, questionnaires about experience, about their background, about all of the things that you're looking for in a candidate from experience to education and anything in between, you can find it at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Again, it's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Terms and conditions do apply. Again, linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by Audible. Yeah, that's right, Audible, because Audible is launching a brand new podcast series, and you have to check it out, whether it's Think Like a Champion right now, and obviously you saw what happened to Russell Wilson. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's able to to get healthy before returning to the field, but he is a Super Bowl champion, and Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Alongside co-hosts Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Moad, they dig into high-performance athletes, artists, and leaders that push their boundaries, from Tim Tebow to Olympic gold medalist to Von Miller and so many more. you got to check out this new podcast series from Audible. So head over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts. Available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. Let's keep things rolling here on Locked On NFL. I'm James Rapine, and as always, thank you so much for making us your first listen. It's, well, one, I can't believe it's week 15. And one of the biggest surprises of this football season has to be the Los Angeles Rams. Because the Los Angeles Rams have been just awful to, to this point. And there's a variety of reasons. Injuries would be the first one, right? Injuries would be the one that a lot of people will point out and a lot of people will discuss and should discuss, by the way, when it comes to uh, this team. But that doesn't mean they're not interesting. And Baker Mayfield set to start against the Green Bay Packers this week. It's it's wild, you know. Uh, John Wolford is still dealing with a neck injury that's going to probably sideline him. Uh, according to Sean McVay, for that Packers matchup. What does that mean? It means more Baker Mayfield. And no matter what you think of Baker Mayfield, this is his chance. And this is his last chance. And in life, you get you get so many chances. And here's the thing. I, I think Baker Mayfield is a good human being. I think his immaturity got the best of him. And I covered him in Cleveland for for quite some time, a couple of years, including the Freddie Kitchens year where he really lost himself and and got wrapped up in things. A lot of those immature gestures 
get overlooked when you're winning, right? The you know at, at uh, with with Kansas, right? Let's go back to halftime or, or go back to to college when it was uh, the, the Kansas guys that want to shake his hand at Oklahoma and the gesture he made on the sidelines, silly things like that. When you're winning by fifty or one thing. But when you go to Denver and lose, you have a mustache and then you shave and then you have you have four different looks during the game because you're being superstitious and you, you lose and you underachieve and you only win six games a year after nearly winning rookie of the year. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things I'm referring to that that 2019 Browns team led by Freddie Kitchens that underachieved with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, and et cetera, et cetera. There was a lot of. There are plenty of reasons why Baker didn't work in Cleveland long-term. And his maturity was one. The instability around him was another. But with everything going on with Matthew Stafford, and it feels like there's just so many issues right now uh, with him health-wise. You know, that you have the elbow coming into the season. You have, you know, the concussions. You, you have everything that he dealt with and tried to play through this year. Contending team in their heads. They were trying to stay in it. It didn't work you have to wonder if Baker Mayfield, if this is his long-term home and it may sound crazy, but if I'm Baker, I look around the league and say the Carolina Panthers cut me, the Cleveland Browns cut me. Those are not NFL powers. We'll put it that way. And I know the Browns traded him, but heck they would have cut him. I mean, they were not letting him come back they ended up trading him, getting a little something, but not much. And they had to eat a lot of money to do it. The point is, this is it. You're tied to what many consider the best offensive mind in football. You have great scheme. You still have some decent weapons. Maybe not big names, but you still have weapons. Guys that can get open in this system. People are going to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, but he's got a bad line and he's got this, he's got that. Good. Hit your wagon to Sean McVay. Show flashes. Show flashes. How many coaches have become head coaches because of Sean McVay? There are plenty, including the team I cover. Zach Taylor launches himself, boom, because he was tied to the Rams and, and was able to, to coach there for a few years with McVay, and suddenly he's a head coach. That's what Baker Mayfield can do. And I'm not sure there's another place that could have done this for him. But what he did last week, coming in essentially two days, Two days with the team, like technically on the roster, flies in, has a full day in Los Angeles, and then it's like, all right, here we go. You're, you're going to play on Thursday night, and you throw the game-winning touchdown. That can be the start of things, but you have to make the most of it. And all the commercials are gone. All of the edginess that you, you had and uh, the following and all those things, yeah, there's still Baker Mayfield fans out there. Of course, there always will be. He won a Heisman. Got a lot of Oklahoma fans. Heck, there are people in Cleveland that still like Baker Mayfield. Do you want to be a backup? Or do you want to show everybody that you still deserve to start? Because this is it. Last chance. Last chance for Baker Mayfield. If he makes the most out of it and is productive, then I think the best case scenario for him is to sign with the Rams again next year, give them a, a stable presence at backup quarterback, especially if Matt Stafford has some issues. That, that, you know, are still there while he's getting up older in age. Maybe you go that route. And, and that's the path you take to getting back. Maybe Matt Stafford isn't the same after the elbow. That, 
there's so many factors that we just don't know yet. But the first thing is first. And, and, and first things first, what's that mean? Baker Mayfield has to handle what Baker Mayfield can handle, which is be productive over the next four weeks. If he's productive and can finish strong with no Cooper Cup, no Allen Robinson, you know, guys like Ben Skronek, and, and I know I butchered his name, uh, Tutu Atwell, who a lot of people consider a bust. I still think it's a little early, but we'll see. Certainly doesn't look good for him after being a second-round pick. If you can have success with that, even with Sean McVay, NFL teams are going to look and say, okay, interesting. And even if they don't, as long as you have McVay's loyalty, you might be able to stick with the Rams. And if you can stick with the Rams, you're going to have a shot to reestablish that value, reestablish that resume that just a few years ago was considered top-notch. I mean, think about how much has changed since that, you know, since he led the Browns to the playoffs. That was less than two years ago. Now he's on his third team. He's had a ton of head coaches throughout his career. He was drafted in 2018. It's not like it's been that long. And yet he's had a bunch of head coaches. He's had uh, a lot of shuffling around. He's been traded. He's been released. This is your last shot. And then you're just a career backup. And last I checked, Baker Mayfield didn't want to be a career backup. Up next, let's switch gears. Let's dive into the week 15 power rankings. Yes, there was some movement in the top five. What? Every top five team won. Yeah, there was still some movement. We'll dive into that coming up next. But first, a word from Bet Online. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all things sports betting, info, stats, news, analysis, and so much more. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football in the college bowl season, oh baby, it's bowl season, and there's a bowl for everything, and you can wager on all of them in one spot. Bet online to the World Cup, to future NFL odds. Maybe you know that, and you're bullish on the Chiefs to win the AFC title. Maybe you think that the Lions are going to make a run and earn a playoff spot. You can wager on all of those things and so much more. Parlays, you want them? You got them right at Bet Online. So sign up for free today. It's real quick. It's real easy. And get to wagering today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's dive into these Week 15 Power Rankings. And if you're watching on YouTube, and that's a reminder to subscribe on YouTube, also follow wherever you get your podcast. You could see the graphic. If not, don't worry. I'm going to run through it. The Eagles stay at number one. They should be number one, no doubt. Jalen Hurts is balling. The Kansas City Chiefs, two. The Bills, three. Here is the shift in the top five. The Bengals move up from five to four. The Cowboys fall from four to five after barely beating the Houston Texans. The 49ers move up a spot to six. The Vikings drop to seven. The Dolphins, eight. Ravens, nine. Chargers move up to 10 after their win. And look, this uh, this top 10, not much surprising here. I thought the Chargers were better than the Dolphins. As you could look at it and say it was an impressive win. The, the, the Dolphins, I think they need to be lower. And I know they're explosive. I know they're fun. It just, it doesn't feel like they're one of the top teams in the NFL. You put them eighth, we'll see. But every single week, the more and more I look at this, I'm like, oh, well, they can be beat. They can be beat. They can be beat. There's no juggernaut this year. I think the Eagles have their, their strengths, but certainly their weaknesses, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, all beatable. The Cowboys, we know their flaw. They led the show. They signed T.Y. Hilton. The 49ers, I get it. I get why people are talking about them. They have a really good roster. They still have Brock Purdy. We'll see on him. 
I'm not ready to crown him yet because he beat up a bad Tampa team. And by the way, that Tampa team has struggled there in our next 10. The Jets were 11th. They stay put. The Seahawks stay put at 12. The Lions moving up to 13. They've been all season long. The Commanders 14. Patriots move up to 15. The Tennessee Titans continue to plummet. They're 16th, followed by the Buccaneers at 17. The New York Giants at 18. The Packers, Browns, and Steelers round out the top 21. A lot of these teams are staying put. The Giants fell a couple of spots. The Bucks fell, and rightfully so. The Titans fell. I think the Titans need to be pressing the panic button a little bit. I really do. We'll, we'll see, but they may give up that division. It's, they have to find a way to get a win this week because it's it's been a free fall for Mike Vrabel's squad. That one certainly stands out. Washington staying in it now. Have a real shot at the postseason, especially with the Giants sliding. And the Giants always felt kind of eh. They kind of felt fake, you know, and I'm not trying to take away from what they did early in the year, but I think we're seeing that come back around. That doesn't mean they can't sneak into the playoffs, though. We'll see if that happens. All right, the Falcons off a bye, stay put at 22. Jaguars move up to 23. Be on the lookout, Titans, because the Jags, they still have a matchup with you. They're two games back. They could win that division still. The Raiders and Saints are 24 and 25, followed by the Panthers and Rams moving up a few spots. The Cardinals, 28. Bears, 29. Colts, 30. Broncos 31 and Texans 32. Uh, the Kyler Murray injury, just brutal. Just brutal. And it, it was confirmed on Tuesday that he tore his ACL and, you know, he's going to be out for the season. And it's just, it's awful because he's so talented. And I know there's some leadership questions with him and things like that, but he is so talented. And it's a real bummer that uh, he's going to miss the rest of the year. So I hope he gets well. I hope he makes a a quick recovery because if he can make a quick recovery, and, and, and be back next year, you know, there's still hope for the Cardinals. If not, and he's returning midseason, right, doesn't have the same athleticism, it's, uh, it's going to be tough. And, uh, you know, this late in the year, December 13th, who knows when he can have surgery, it's probably going to impact him early next year. And, and that team just going the, the wrong way, the wrong way right now. And that uh, was a really, really unfortunate injury. You hate to see it, and hopefully Kyler can get well soon. Today was a, a fun show. It really was. And it uh, it flew by Odell Beckham Jr. I think there's a lot of questions about him still. T.Y. Hilton, I think he performs better than Cole Beasley, but we'll see. Beasley's certainly more familiar with the Buffalo Bills offense. And Baker Mayfield, this is it. This is your last chance. Make sure you hit that subscribe button right here on YouTube. Follow wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for making us your first listen. For Tony Wiggins, who will be back next week. I am James Rapine. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On NFL Podcast.